Whitney Uland from How to Be Famous with Whitney Uland, and I am sharing with y'all. Oh, hello, mirror. Um, I am sharing on this episode a recording of a masterclass that I did this morning on how to get your first or next 10,000 followers on TikTok. If you are listening to this in real time, I have two spots left in the How to Be Famous TikTok Mastermind, which launches this Tuesday. Um, so again, this is December. 12th is going to be the first day of 2023 and this is going to be a six-week mastermind um super intimate this is a opportunity i get dms all the time of people asking like how can i work with you one-on-one um my one-on-one is a super high ticket so if you are interested in working with me really intimately and building the asset of fame i would love to have you in the how to be famous tiktok mastermind it's going to be six weeks deep dive all questions answered you're going to get all of the support that you need in order to create the uh, resource of having a large following. So hope to see you in there. And if you have any questions, of course, reach out and I'll uh, see you soon, but enjoy the masterclass. Okay, so for those of y'all who are here on TikTok, I'm also live on Zoom. I'm gonna be trying to field questions in both places, but we are talking about how to get your first or your next 10,000 followers, specifically on TikTok. If y'all know, okay, great, so you go by Ash, cool. I'm so excited as well. So. Here's what um, I want y'all to do is, so if you're on the TikTok, start, uh, let me know, you can start submitting questions. Uh, but I have some things that I wanted to talk about. So this is wherever, and I'm, I'm interested to know, if y'all don't mind just dropping this in the chat, where are you at with your followers? Like where are you trying to get that first 10K? Are you trying to get beyond that? Just so that I can talk about from Finland. So cool. Um, definitely we'll be able to address both. You're at 50K, amazing. Um, followers at 1900. Okay, awesome. 800 followers now on TikTok. So awesome. Um, start a brand new account and at 100, amazing. Okay, awesome. So um, first 10K, I have about, 2100 wanting to build community amazing yeah i think that's such a good goal 200 1200 stuck at 10k for a year okay amazing so yeah so this is going to be like i like to think about looking to build your first 10k also okay about 3300 195 okay perfect so we've got a good mix here um and ashley i know that you're beyond this but it still is going to be applicable for you and i know also so we're going to work in the mastermind about getting you bumping you up to from exactly where you're at to to grow beyond um so for a lot of you i know that you've already purchased my course which comes out on monday which is the um how to build a cult Okay, hold on. Let's get Otter. Otter Potter, come here, honey. Come here, sweetheart. I know. You're so anxious. Come on. Come on. All right. He is not interested in joining us. Okay. So I know that a lot of y'all are interested in, or, or you've already purchased my course, which uh, is on pre sale right now. It drops on Monday, which is create a cult-like following. If you haven't, um, it still is on um, pre-sale right now. So it's a lot cheaper than when it goes live on Monday. It's going to bump up. Um, but for the sake of this training, I really want to talk about more of like, so that course is like the how-to, it's the strategy, it's defining your niche, it's all of those things, which is obviously such a big element of this. But there's also a piece that I think that most Um, creators, most strategists, most social media managers don't talk about. And that is going to be the identity piece. And this is really the embodiment of taking things to the next level. So that's what we're really going to be talking about today. And I want to know what questions y'all are having um, and where you're feeling stuck. So make sure, go ahead and drop in the comments, like what you feel, you think I look like Julia Fox. Wow. I'm so flattered. Thank you. I want to get her on my podcast at some point. Um, I feel like she would be so fun to talk about, but I want to know, like, so y'all are telling me kind of like the numbers that you're stuck at. 
what do you feel like is like, um, okay, amazing. Yeah. For me, you feel shy. You feel afraid of being seen and judged. So Jasmine, you are <laughs> so smart noticing exactly what is keeping you stuck. So you're in the perfect place. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about. So, um, but I would love to know for the rest of y'all, like, what do you feel like is keeping you at low numbers? Like, what do you, would you say is keeping you stuck? Because most artists, creatives, influencers, coaches, people who are like the people that I work with are people who know that they're meant to be famous and people that know that they are supposed to have a large following. So whether that is, you know, again, you want to be a content creator, you want to be an influencer, you want to be a coach, you want to be a, um, an artist, you want to be known for your music. Um, y'all, we, and, and like, we get into this more in the creative cult, like following course. Um, but essentially TikTok is a medium. It is a medium for art. And I want you to start thinking about like, this is a place that you are, oh my God, I've got so many good questions. I'm so excited. So, um, what I think most people get stuck on is thinking that it's a, like, almost like a, a different weird tool that you have to figure out how to hack instead of it being a piece of you and an embodiment and an amplifier of you. Fame is just the resource of having people's attention, whether you're doing that on um, YouTube or on TikTok or on whatever, we really like the piece that most people are missing and where most people get stuck is that they're not actually bringing themselves to the equation. So people might say, and this is the same thing, like, you know, if y'all know, I'm a, my background is in acting and the people who book work, if you see, like, I think Jennifer Anderson is such an amazing example of this, where she really just seems like herself when she's acting. Right. And so, oh my God, Otto, come here, honey. He is just like, he got really stressed when my phone, I had my phone not on silent and he knows that that means that someone was coming to the door and then no one came to the door because no one, that wasn't what it was. So anyway, he's freaked out. Let me try grabbing him one more time. Um, and I'll also try to remember what I was saying. Otto, come here. You are being a stinker. Come here. Okay, we're back with Otter Potter. Say hi to all your fans, Otto. He literally, y'all know I just moved into a new apartment. And so my um content is, or I'm sorry, my apartment is still like the furniture is in a weird place. And I have an extra couch here that I'm trying to sell on Craigslist. And so he literally just sent me on a wild goose chase to chase him around the furniture. Um, okay, so I think that what we want to start thinking about is thinking of your TikTok as an extension of who you are and who you already are being and bringing your, I'm sorry, your authentic self to, um, to your TikTok. So bringing who you already are. And one of the things that I hear a lot from creators is that they'll say like, I don't feel like myself. I feel shy. I feel introverted. Um, my family says that when they watch it, watch my content, they feel like they're watching a different person or I'm afraid of my family watching it, right? And all of those things, I just wanna say that's completely valid, okay? Like our brains are wired for us to play small and to not be seen, to not be perceived, to not go out and make a create a large following. If you think about like our brains, we are wired, like we have evolved from cavemen and cave women. Okay. So cavemen and cave women, their job was just to stay alive, just preserve energy. Don't go out there. Like don't do anything that would upset the tribe. And if you want to be a TikTok creator, you essentially have to become a leader. You have to become a thought leader. You have to step out as an authority 
and say who I am matters and people care what I have to say and what I'm sharing is important. And that's literally going to go against everything that your brain wants to tell you. And especially like I'm seeing this comment here. I I think I've defined my niche and I'm posturing feminine makeup tips, which, okay, wait, no, I think I'm mixing this up. There was, I'm going to go back a little bit. Someone said, um, with, um, someone was saying something about having like business, how do you mix your business and your femininity? The reason that that is so challenging is because if we think about like our current society does not think that business and femininity go together. Our brain does not think spirituality should have a platform. Our our society doesn't think artists like are, it is like notorious that if you are an artist, that you are going to be a struggling artist, right? There's this joke. If you say you're an artist and everyone's like, oh, so what coffee shop do you work at? Right. Our society is comfortable putting creators, the type of people who are, who want to have a, have a large platform. It's usually because you have something. Oh my God, this dog auto Prado, lay down, bro lay down. You're on, you're, you're getting on my list. Um, if you are a creative, you have something unique to say, you have something that is going to be against what typically like Western society, especially deems as valuable deems as appropriate deems as necessary. And so inherently your brain is going to think that you stepping out as a thought leader in that identity your brain is going to think that that's not safe, right? Because unless you are like one of the easiest things that you could probably do, and obviously this kind of depends on, you know, what part of the world you live in, what your family does, things like that. But especially if you like the people that I work with, it's like, first off, we have to remember none of us are old enough to have had parents who are creating content, right? None of our parents are content creators, but for most of us also, our parents didn't have jobs similar to what we're pursuing. If you're pursuing a life as a creator, you're inherently doing something that requires you to go be a maverick, to go do something against the tribe, to go and think out, to seek out creativity, to seek out, you know, whatever that is, that's probably not what your parents did, right? That's probably not what your siblings do. Um, if, if that were the case, then you would like, there's kind of this idea, you know, with privilege and with Nepo babies where obviously, yes, like my baby, he's a Nepo baby. He's literally taking, he ha he's had an agent since he was six months old. Okay. And then I got really busy and I'm going to get a divorce. So he hasn't actually auditioned for anything, but he actually has had an agent since he was six months old. That's a huge privilege, right? I didn't have my first agent until I was 23 years old. And she was like bad and like a scam artist, right? My baby has a very legitimate agent. And like, he's only going to be going out for union work because that's what I know is like safe and appropriate and would actually move his career along. It's so crazy that I'm talking about an 18 month old career. And of course, if he's not interested in it, it's not something I'm going to push. But for those of y'all who have met Augie Ray, you know that he has a very magnetic personality and he loves ever since he was like six months old, he has loved making people laugh. So he's just kind of been a natural creator. Now, because I'm a creative, I know what to do with that. Now, most of you, your family, family probably doesn't. And so inherently for you to step out as a creator, it is going to go against your brain's natural instincts because your brain is going to perceive that as risky as being, what if my family rejects me for this? What if it's cringy? What if it's embarrassing, right? Like when I started creating content, do you know how many times people screenshotted it and then accidentally sent it to me to make fun of me? Like they meant to send it to a group chat or whatever, and they sent it to me or just hearing like, oh, that cute little business that you have, right? When I started my coaching business or like even as an actor, the joke was always like, oh, so where have I seen you? Was it at Starbucks, right? Like 
I remember working like a really big moment for me was when I had this national ad and it was playing on. And the first time I ever saw it was while I was working my day job at a gym. And so at the gym, I was working at Equinox, which is kind of fun. And now that now I'm able to be a member there, but the time I was making $12 an hour working front desk at this gym, Equinox, they had all of the televisions up there. And um, one of them was playing the channel and my ad played. And so all of these people then came, like they had been running on the treadmill, saw the ad. And then they're like, that was you, right? That was the first moment that I actually had any kind of outside recognition of like validity, right? Because until then, and this is what I want to offer is as you're creating your first 10,000 followers, you literally have to pretend you already have an audience. Okay. And so what this work really is about is like, you have to pretend and you have to act as if people care before you have any evidence that anyone cares. You have to be showing up in this authority piece. And again, this is what we're going to go over, not only in the create a cult like course, which um, is is super low ticket. It is um, very affordable and it's also on presale now. But especially if you are someone who you're like, I know you're like, you're not here to fuck around. And you're like, I know that I am meant to build a following. I know that I'm meant to be a creator. Um, this is what we're going to be working on in, and this is specifically about creating that um, identity piece and becoming the person who already has the results, right? Like when I was an actor and I had this terrible agent who was absolutely scam artist, this commercial that I booked, it was a national spot. It was on ESPN and I booked it myself by going to, um, but it was literally like years in the making of me showing up and basically having no evidence. When I went to college, all of my professors, I literally had professors tell me, you're never going to work in this industry. I don't know how, where you fit. You're too tall. You don't know how to dance. You like all of these different things. You're kind of like, you're a good singer. You're a good actor, but like, they don't really like, I, like literally all of my professors just were like, you're not that good. And then I got this scam artist agent, right? And yet the work is continually showing up as if it's working, as if not just showing up though, right? It's not just about showing up and being like, I'm posting every day and it's not working. You have to actually embody that future version of yourself who already has the result. And that's really the same skill for creating a TikTok following and creating especially the first 10,000 followers is the hardest part because you have to learn this new identity. And it's essentially... What it comes down to, though, is holding the identity of who you already are and believing that who you are is good enough to build a large following. Now, how many of you, drop this in the comments, have you ever thought like, oh, like I'm not special enough or I'm not hot enough or like it kind of like even for me, like TikTok kind of at first when I'm starting with it, I was like, it's something that people understand that I don't have access to and I don't know how to do it. And it kind of felt like the cool kids club. And I was not a cool kid in high school. I was not used to having the identity of being the cool kid. I was like totally made fun of. I got bullied all the time. There was this whole thing with the PTA because the, uh, anyway, we don't have, we don't even have enough time to get into that, but basically yeah. Sabotaging yourself a lot. Yeah. Right. So me, 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 me. Yes. So this is super, super common is if you, you're bullied too. Yeah. So this is something if you, so like, just so y'all know, um, I was a robocop in school. I don't know what that means, but that sounds interesting. 
<laughs> um, is that like a slang thing or is that like a real thing? Um, but really it's about like when you are showing up in this identity, like if you are putting people with followings on a pedestal, right? If you are putting them on a pedestal and you're saying they have something that I don't have, they have access to something, they have magnetism, they have all of these things, then what's going to happen is your energy is just going to like shrink. So celebrity energy, if you've done my free masterclass, you know this, but it's really when you hold the energy and the embodiment and the identity of being a person who holds the space for other people to come in. And that happens when you believe that people will give a shit about you, that you can show up as if like, I just want y'all to know when I started going live, the way that I built a following on here was showing up as if people were watching, even when no one was fucking here. And that is vulnerable as fuck. But I want you to start thinking about like, what if Taylor Swift did a concert and no one showed up? Like, what do you think she would think about herself? What would Labyrinth think about himself if he did a concert and no one fucking came? He would be like, weird. There was a marketing issue. I don't know what's happening. He wouldn't think I'm a terrible, like, performer. He wouldn't think I'm a bad producer. No one cares about me. But that's what happens. And this is where, again, this is why your first 10,000 followers is so hard is because that's really where you get that identity piece of saying, this could be me. This could be something that I could actually do. I could actually be one of those people who builds a large following. I could actually be one of the people who's able to quit my day job and pursue life as an artist and creative. Like, do you know how vulnerable that is and how your brain is literally wired to think, no, you can't because your brain does not want risk. Your brain does not want to go against what your family thinks. Your brain does not want to um, do anything that could lead to rejection or humiliation or embarrassment. And do you know how cringy it is to start showing up in this way, right? So um, I'm so happy you're here too. Yeah, I always felt nerdy enough for the popular cosplay fandom people and not cool enough for the normies. Okay, Morgan, this is so good. Now, what I want to just show you is that this is what our brains do. It's like your brain has said, I'm not nerdy enough for these people and I'm not cool enough for these people, which means there's no space for me here, right? If we looked at, I want you to just look at this, Morgan. I know that this is that essentially there's no space for me here. That's the thought that keeps so many people stuck and keeps so many people from showing up consistently from showing up um, from, because just think about this. If you have this thought, there's not a space for me here. I can't do this. I can't be one of those people. How do you feel? What's the feeling that comes in your body when you're thinking there is not a spot for me here. It's going to be something of, you're going to feel terrible. You're going to feel horrible about yourself. You're going to like believe you're going to feel small. You're going to feel defeated, right? What's the feeling that comes up when you're thinking there's no space for me here. When you're feeling defeated, um, Okay. I love this. The quantum field responds not to what we want. It responds to who we are being. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Snaps all the way. That's a quote from Dr. Joe Dispenza for anyone who's not seen that comment. That's a hundred percent what this work is about. So let's just think if you have this thought, there's no space for me here. The feeling that you are going to feel is going to be defeated. And when you feel defeated, think about your energy. It just closes off. Like a, a show, imagine showing up to a party where you thought everyone here hates me. I was actually, I've been rewatching America's Next Top Model. This is an extreme example, but I'm rewatching season seven because I ran, <laughs> I'll share this because I was such, I'm such a fangirl. That season meant so much to me because they talked about queerness. They talked about um, mental health. They talked like when I grew up watching that, I, 
it just like that season, it was when Carrie D won. Anyway, so I'm rewatching. Oh, so the other day I was at this, I won't, I guess, share where, but I ran into Carrie D and she was such a role model for me. And I totally geeked out and I didn't want to say anything to her. I didn't. And now I wish I would have as I'm rewatching it, but she was such a example to me. Um, so I'm rewatching this and I'm watching and there's this episode where um, this woman named Jada, she's a black woman. She has to do this scene where she kisses a man. And right before they do the scene, he says, I don't like black girls. Like, can you, and of course that racist piece of shit, like, of course, then her energy just shrunk. She like shut off completely. She ended up getting um, sent home that episode, but not, not fully because of that, because I think that what, oh, Otto found, uh, found a, um, found a slipper hold on auto roasty we're not doing that um so good lord thank you all for your patience with otter potter okay but even like so so it was unfortunate because she got sent home and there was this like very racist man but throughout the season, she had also been shutting down. She had been thinking, she, they cut her hair and the entire season, she just was like, I don't fit in. I don't feel like myself, all this. And her energy, this is something that's really fun about watching models is because it's all just your energy. And so they didn't, she, she just could not get together. And so her confidence shrunk. She just, she just shut down completely. Now imagine like, of course she did because she was thinking there's not a space for me here. This man just said, I don't like black girls. So of course she's thinking that now that's a horrible, again, extreme example, but that thought can be true for no matter what. And I want you to think like so many of y'all do have marginalized identities. You haven't seen someone who looks like you, who feels like you, who has all of these identity pieces as you on camera, you haven't seen yourself represented. And so of course it makes sense if you're having this thought or like, you know, just like how Morgan was saying, I'm not cool enough um, for these people and I'm not nerdy enough for these people. So then essentially, again, you're thinking there's not a spot for me here. And when you're having that thought, you're going to feel defeated. So then your, your energy is just going to shrink. You're not going to be consistent because why the hell would you, if you don't think that anyone's going to watch it, you get really discouraged when things don't show up, you start comparing yourself to other people. And essentially then it creates this result that you don't, you don't create a space, right? Becoming a content creator is creating a space for yourself. Okay. It's not finding like even like I was an actor right and it was about finding the space for myself and still until I started writing and directing and then I could tell the stories that I wanted to tell but it really is there's this whole system of that already exists right these corporations and they're telling stories there these are the way that things happen the way that things work and so you have to find your space in it but when you are a content creator excuse me, you are creating the space. And to do that, it takes a lot of uh, gumption, takes a lot of balls, it takes a lot of nerve. And you have to believe that there is a space for me here, right? You have to have this identity piece of people care what I have to say. And this is why I'm working with one of my clients right now. She is someone who she doesn't have any followers on TikTok. She doesn't even have any followers on Instagram. But she is someone who she has created this resource of celebrity energy and she's created the resource of fame 
specifically, she has a podcast with 2 million subscribers. Okay. She's so like, and so because of that, she did this identity piece back when she was starting the podcast, right? Anytime you're creating fame, the hardest part is going to be that first step. And that's why like, even like Ashley, I think is on here. She said she has 50 K on TikTok, but she also has a following on YouTube, right? Once you know how to embody this energy and create this identity, that's when you can leverage it onto every single platform. There's kind of this idea, right? That you want to have multiple streams of income, meaning that you like, ideally you want to have a job and you want to have investments and you want to have all these different things. The same thing with fame. Remember fame is just a resource of having people's attention and you want to have that coming from multiple different places. Yeah. So Ashley said, yes, it goes everywhere. So, um, this is something that once you have that piece and you know how to step into that future identity and you know how to take up space, that's when you can turn it on on TikTok. That's when you can turn it on on Instagram. That's when you can turn it on on YouTube. You can make a podcast. That's what, so like I was saying, this client of mine, she, um, she has 2 million subscribers. So we just started working together. Her very first post has 11,000 views, like just right out the gate. Right. And so that's not the reason that that's, and I was even telling her because she was all worried about it. She's like, TikTok scares me, all these things. And then we realized we got down to it. Again, she just had this belief, this is not the space for me. There's no space for me here. I don't belong here, right? And so once she was able to, once we were able to tap that down, then she was able to turn back on her celebrity energy, which she already knew how to do because she's created that as a podcaster. But again, the hardest part is going to be creating that from the get and creating that from the very beginning piece where you're still learning how to step into that idea identity and how to become the person that people give a shit about. Right. And so, and again, your brain is naturally wired to not do that. So this is where, um, like my work as a coach and teaching all how to tap into celebrity energy is going to be, um, the most, the, like, this is where, if you're someone who you're like, I've been consistent, I'm doing all the things, then the only piece that you are missing is this identity piece. So I want to, um, start answering questions now, but I also just wanted to share with y'all that I, so I do have my create a cult like following course and that's a digital course. You can do it at your own pace. That's launching on Monday. So if you want that, it still is on presale right now. Um, it's going to give you everything that you need to create a following that's obsessed with you or, um, that's so funny. Go live now when your video is trending. I am live. Um, I just got that notification from TikTok, but, um, I also just want to invite y'all that I have two spots left in my TikTok tick in my how to be famous TikTok mastermind. So this mastermind is a six week intensive um, and it is working with me directly. We are doing a small group. We're capping it. We only have two more spots for this. We're starting um, again on Tuesday. So this can be if you're creating your first 10K or your next 10K. But if you are someone who you were like, I'm done with the bullshit. I'm done having not being famous. I'm done not being a content creator. I'm done not making my income doing what I love. I invite you to join me in my TikTok mastermind. What we're going to be doing. Yes, Meg, let's go. Um, so what we're going to be doing is, um, this is six week intensive, but it's going to actually end up being eight weeks because of the holiday. So you're going to get some extra time, some extra coaching, some extra support, but this is where we're going to really do a deep dive on your specific blocks, your specific, how to implement all this for you and figure out what is the identity piece that you are missing and how to really embody celebrity energy. Um, 
and how to really create a following that is obsessed with you. You're going to get all of the support you need from me um, and also from our community of also, yes, so Ashley's already in it. Um, we're super excited to get started. We're gonna be auditing your account. We're gonna be defining your niche. We're going to, but like the most important piece, again, with this, if you know how to tap into celebrity energy, if you know how to become that embodiment of the person that people care about, that is when it literally does not matter what the fuck you're posting, okay? Have y'all noticed that I've left the camera like six times today because my dog's going crazy, right? I don't, I like don't even have any makeup on, right? You can literally break every single one of the rules. You can mess up your hashtags. You can mess up. You don't have to have a niche. You can literally do whatever you want when you know how to make people obsessed with you once you know how to turn on this identity. So um, that's what I want to share. I have an invitation. If you have questions, the link is in my bio and also my cell phone number is in there. If you want to text me questions, we have payment plans available, but I would love to have y'all in it. Okay. So I'm going to start answering questions. I'm going to start with some of these. Um, do, 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 do. It looks like I'm a Brazilian singer, but I write and compose in English. I have a hard time since TikTok delivers more to my country and I don't know how to focus and reach out of the country um, public. Okay. So let me ask you this, uh, Yasmin, what I'm interested to know why you do write and compose in English. I'm just curious. Like, let's start there. Um, yeah. So you feel like belong and then your energy becomes and affirms what you believe in your reality. Yes. A hundred percent. So yeah, you're going to feel more, um, um, what am I going to say? You're going to, um, you know, once you have this like self, it, like you, your thoughts, let me just say this thoughts become things. What you think about your thoughts, create the feelings that you're feeling, right? So if you're having a thought, I don't belong here. You're going to feel a feeling of feeling defeated. Thoughts always come before your feelings. So if you want to feel a certain way, you need to think a certain way, right? And you can actually, most people, what they don't realize is how many thoughts are just running through our heads. We have 60,000 thoughts every single day. Okay. And most of them are not unique thoughts. We're just having the same thoughts kind of over and over and over again. I don't know what Otto's eating now at this point. I guess it's none of my business, but, um, you have 60,000 thoughts a day, which, and most of them are on a loop. And those thoughts are creating feelings. And so those feelings, when you have a thought, like, let's just say, let's, let's bring this back to like caveman days, right? If a caveman had a thought, there's a bear, their feeling is going to be fear, right? What happens when they have this thought, there's a bear, their body is literally going to create a chemical reaction. It's going to increase cortisol. It's going to increase adrenaline and it's going to put them in a state of fight or flight, right? Because they need to run away from the bear. I hope that the caveman does not decide to try and fight a bear because I don't see that ending well for them, but maybe they did, right? So, um, but their body is going to create a chemical reaction. Now that chemical reaction creates a state of being that creates a state of, of the way that we exist. And that energy, like imagine, like if you walked up to someone in the grocery store, they were having a terrible day, but they they said, have a nice day. You can still tell, right? It doesn't matter what they're saying. It matters how they're saying it, right? That's your energy, right? The feelings that you're giving off is a combination of the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you're feeling, and especially on a consistent basis, right? This is where your, and your body creates a chemical addiction to the emotions that it is used to feeling. Okay. Because our bodies just want to preserve energy. So let's think about like a thermostat, right? A thermostat's job is to maintain a consistent temperature. So that means when it gets too hot, the 
the air conditioning is going to kick on when it gets too cold then the heat is going to kick on that's because it preserves energy right if the if the temperature if you were always saying go up to 90 degrees now go down to 60 it would cost a lot of money and it would take a lot of energy our brains do the same thing because our brains are just like let's preserve energy in case we need to run away at some point so your brain would rather you feel like shit and would rather you or feel amazing whichever it's the most practiced at. Okay. So that's what I want to offer is that whatever you are used to feeling your brought, your brain is going to want to stay in that state. And so if we can create celebrity energy, feeling safe, being seen, feeling magnetic, believing that you are worthy, believing that there is a space for you, then your brain is just going to want to stay there. Right. But if you're in this place of believing, I don't fit in here, I'm too shy, I'm introverted. Like if the, and, and again, those thoughts the thoughts become things because then when you think a thought and you have a feeling, those feelings are then going to guide your actions, right? And it's your actions are where we create results from, right? So if you have this thought, I don't fit in, then you feel small, then you feel discouraged, and then you don't show up consistently. And then you're just going to have this proof now that you don't fit in. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I want you to imagine the thoughts that you think become like rose-colored glasses. So everything that you see in the world is going to be a reflection and you're going to see it through that lens. So anything and everything that happens, we have this thing in our brain, it's called the reticular activating system. Now what this is, it's essentially, it's going to filter in and out pieces of information. So for example, when I first um, got a new car, when I first got a car living in Manhattan, I had never heard of a Ford Fusion Hybrid. I never heard of that car. And um, my partner at the time wanted to get that car and I had never heard of it. And so, but then once I heard about it and once we got it, I started seeing, it was like, oh my God, everyone in Manhattan has a Ford Fusion Hybrid, right? And did everyone all of a sudden get the same car as me at the exact same time? No, but my brain started looking for evidence of that because that's how your brain maintains this equilibrium is it looks for evidence to support whatever stories that you have. So if you have had these stories of being, and, and these, again, these are coming from real places. If you were bullied as a kid, if you didn't fit in, if you do come from marginalized identities, if you weren't understood by your parents or your peers, that's then going to become a story that your brain actually wants to hang on to. So you, the work is, if you want to become a person who's confident, if you want to become a person who does is magnetic and who does feel safe, excuse me, does feel safe being seen, you have to actually learn how to um, become that magnet and you have to rewire those stories in your brain. You have to actually change the way that your brain is, is working and get it to start looking for new stories. So it's kind of like if your brain has been going like in this direction, it's going to want to keep going out and down the direction. Another way you could think about it is like, so if you, you know, if you're in a place where there's snow, then, and you have to walk from your house to the barn in this snow, right? Like my mom grew up on a cattle farm. She would, um, Every morning when she went to like milk the cows, she would just go down the same path if there was snow, right? Because that's easier than trudging a new pathway through the snow, right? Because every time you have to trudge a new path that takes so much energy, you're going to be exhausted. When it's 6 a.m., you're not interested in doing that, right? And so instead, what you're going to do is you're going to just go down the same path. That's what our brain does. So when you, again, when you have these stories, and this is why it's so hard to get that first 10,000 followers, but once you do, you can just rinse and repeat it. That's why then you can can switch platforms. That's why then you can create 50K and then 100K. Like you just rinse and repeat it from the same process. But the way that we do this is by 
literally like you have to use the, like, and this is what I teach my clients how to do. And what I'm helping people do in my mastermind is to rewire their brain to start seeing things in a new way, to start that expansion. So like Ashley mentioned, she's in the mastermind. She already has 50K followers. So what we're doing is we're gonna be creating neural pathways for her to get to 100,000 followers, right? Um, but if you're just starting, our brains always want to just jump and jump and be like, oh, I wanna be a creator with 100,000 followers, but we have to start with that 10,000. And once you do that, that's when you can rinse and repeat it. But the work really is about rewiring your brain to, to be able to step into this new identity of having a large following. Okay. So, okay. So Yasmin, I feel more real and authentic. It's my purpose and it reaches more people because it's a language that is most spoken. So I'm hearing a couple of different conflicting things with you, Yasmin. One is this feels more inauthentic and this feels like my purpose. I love that. That's amazing. But then there's all the, also this part of you that's like, it's going to reach more people because it's the most spoken. Now, what I want to offer is like, I want you to think about like, there's this idea with, um, in business that you, it's called nail it, then scale it, right? Where you get really good at something. And this is what, like, I would, I just want to offer, I, without knowing that much about you, Yasmin, is I'm curious, like, if your entire community, the people that you, where you live, speak a different language, but your brain is trying to say, no, I want to appeal to the masses. You're kind of missing out on an opportunity to have people who are obsessed with you. Like, I actually think if you are willing, and I don't know, again, you know, you said you feel more real and authentic speaking English you will grow a lot faster. Like this is just something I've seen time and time and time and again. If you focus on the people who already speak the same language as you, right? I've seen that. And like, it's the exact same thing. Like I know, I don't remember who was it that was saying that they, um, Morgan was saying like, like if you try to appeal to the masses, you're going to appeal to no one right? The anytime we're trying to appeal to the masses, that's when we get really boring. And that's when we get really generic. And I think sometimes we look to people, we look at like, even like, let's look at Alex Earl and be like, she can just talk about whatever she wants. Yes. But she also got started by telling these really embarrassing stories and talking about her acne and talking about her, like changing medications. There are these little specific things that don't relate to everyone like to be honest and like she's a party girl right and she does her brand is very authentic to her um and so that's something we want to look at but she had to you have to start by being the most authentic and by believing that there's a space for you to be authentic once you start to try to appeal to the masses like most most of you are probably trying to appeal to the masses way before you're actually ready and you miss out on having a loyal fan base of people that actually give a shit about you so again remember i do have specific ways of doing this and i'm teaching them both in my um my course create a cult like following which is on pre-sale but then also in my mastermind which starts on tuesday so um i would uh, without knowing too much i would uh, i would say asman that you're probably it's going to actually be a lot faster for you to grow if you do speak in your native tongue this is the same thing for all of you right it's like looking at like what are the pieces of me that i'm trying to appeal to the masses and i'm trying to just be something to everyone instead of like really being like okay but who am i already okay what is what if you feel like you're not an expert or authority? Um, so Audrey, so what I want to offer is that that, that is just a belief and that is the identity piece. And so what you have to do is kind of like how I was talking about how, like when I was auditioning for years and, and everyone, like no one can see in order to become an authority, you have to believe that you are first, right? Like Meryl Streep was Meryl Streep before she was Meryl Streep. Do you know what I mean? 
where it's like, you have to be the person. And that's the same of everyone. Beyonce was Beyonce before she was Beyonce. Rihanna was Rihanna before she was Rihanna, right? You have to be the person. And like, even like, I think Taylor Swift is a good example because she got her start um, where she was opening for Rascal Flats. But before she started doing that, there were gatekeepers who saw something in her. And the only way that they could see something in her was that she saw it in herself. She was showing up, like if imagine if she had a shot, I'm sure there were a lot of young girls who had a shot or even just like other artists who had a shot at opening for Rascal Flats. And I bet a lot of them didn't have the it factor, right? Because they didn't believe that they were the authority. So the work here is to believe that you were an expert and believe that you were an authority before you actually are. Okay. It's kind of like having the confidence of like a straight cis white hat man. I think I just repeated myself like 18 times. Um, which course is the eight week one? So the eight week one is the TikTok mastermind. And it's actually, it's technically we're meeting together for six weeks, but it's going to last for eight weeks. Um, and that is something, again, it launches on Tuesday. It is the how to be famous TikTok mastermind. Um, and that is in my bio. Okay. Well, okay. I love that y'all are connecting on here. This is so fun. You're welcome. Okay. Is a phrase. Yes. It's like the phrase, a friend to everyone is a friend to no one. A hundred percent. I love that. Okay. Okay. So y'all are connecting on here. I freaking love it. I'm going to start reading some of the comments on here. My go-to bagel order. Mm, I don't know. Everything bagel with plain cream cheese. Okay. What if your super niche and not even your loyal fan base understands you? Give me more info, Amber. Um, cause I, I doubt that. I think that what's happening just based on this comment is you have this thought, my loyal fan base doesn't understand me. Look at that thought. Like if you, and I'm not saying there's not evidence for that, but I do want to ask you, is that helpful for you to continue to believe? Because when you have this thought, my loyal fan base doesn't understand me. The people who should understand me don't understand me. That feels terrible, right? And so when you're thinking that, what's going to happen sometimes, Amber? I'm curious if this is what's happening for you. Either your energy is going to shut down, you're not going to post, or what can also happen is you become argumentative. You become, it kind of gets this like, why aren't you listening to me? Why don't you care? I'm good at this, right? And you start to think like, I'm making this for you. Why doesn't anyone care? It comes across entitled. Who wants to watch content from that? Like if you're having these thoughts and it feels righteous, it feels justified, it almost, and and because it doesn't feel negative, it almost feels like confidence, but it's not. It's trying to justify. And we like communication is 90% nonverbal. Okay. So it's 10% the things you say and it's 90% how you say it, right? And so what I want to offer is um, that you, like, we want to re realign those beliefs to believe that you belong, that you have a space, that your audience is finding you. Maybe they haven't found you yet, but they're finding you and there's a space for you here. So looking at does this, and I think that's with all thoughts is sometimes we have to, we have to just give ourselves space to say like, do, okay, is this true? Sure. Maybe but is it helping me to believe it? No. And if not, let's look at readjusting it. Okay. Um, just pre-ordered. Amazing. Okay. You're, you're an astrologer comedian. Oh my God. That's such a great combo. Yeah. It's okay. Amber, this is literally, this is the most clear example. Maybe not the most clear, but that is such a clear example 
of this is just that belief you have. That belief is just 100% getting in your way. So what you need to do is let that shit go and believe, get step in. And again, I'm not saying this is easy. It's simple, but it's not easy to step into the identity that you already have this following before it shows up, that people do give a shit. Like those two things. Yeah, that's such a good combination. Okay. You're welcome, D. Okay. Yes, Moxie. Let's go. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm trying to, I know y'all are chatting in the comments, which is so fun. Yasmin is on the Zoom, yes. It, are there ways to internalize thoughts besides doing affirmations? Yeah, so I'm not actually a big believer of doing affirmations because it's kind of like if you think about driving a car, to drive a car, you have, there are times that you need to put your foot on the gas, but there's also times that you need to release your foot from the brake, right? If your foot is on the brake, then it doesn't matter how much you're pressing the gas, the car's not going to move. And so a lot of this work is about rewiring your brain and removing those negative beliefs that are keeping you from believing the positive ones. So that's why like, if you're doing affirmations, it's probably not really working because we haven't undone all of the parts. Like there's somewhere that you picked up a story that you, that it's not safe to be seen, that there isn't a space for you, that people don't care about you, you know, whatever that is. And so until you undo those thoughts, then it doesn't really matter how much you're putting your foot on the gas or repeating affirmations because your brain's not going to believe that. Um, snobby is probably an insecure feeling wanting to be seen 100%. Yes. Um, okay. Sana, I'd love for you to show an example of celebrity energy on a prominent celebrity, like analyze how they create and use it. Yeah. So I do that in a lot of my courses. Um, the one that I would recommend the most is it's like a, um, I actually think it's like in as part of the starter pack, um, where you do a celebrity energy, it's like a, an additional training. Um, so what it really is about, and like Audrey, I can answer this also, what are the steps to get into the energy? So it's again, like we have to, uh, we have to remove the gas or I'm sorry, we have to remove your foot off the brake and change. So first things, what we have to do is we have to identify those old stories. Um, that's what we're, what I, I have a very simple two-step process for this. And this is really like, I do have a free masterclass on, um, in my bio, it's called the fame formula. It's how to become famous without, um, I know I'm, I feel like I'm doing a chaotic job because I'm lending, sending y'all to so many different places, but I do like to have a bunch of different ways to support and work with y'all because I know that I want to make this work as accessible for everyone is possible, but my masterclass, how to become, it's the fame formula, how to be famous. Um, really what we're doing is you have to rewire your brain and hack your nervous system. So the first thing to step into celebrity energy is to identify what these thoughts are. I think a lot of y'all came on here, not even realizing what these thoughts are. Right. And so that's what we kind of went in with this is, um, coming into identifying like, Oh, I actually have this belief that there's not a spot for me. I'm too, I'm not popular enough, but I'm too popular for these people. Like all of that, we have to identify that. Then we have to change those stories. We do that through, um, you know, again, identifying them, releasing them, giving you the tools to, um, really let release them and then hacking your nervous system. This is not something that you can just fake. You can't fake your energy. <laughs> like, and that's why I, again, I say like affirmations don't really work. Um, 
I have a different process that I teach my clients, um, which is uh, intentional thoughts, which is a little bit, it's similar, but different, meaning affirmations, usually most people don't actually believe. And so what we want to do is we want to find intentional thoughts that you already do believe that replace the, the more negative thoughts. So I have a bunch of content on here on how to do this um, all. And then of course I do help my clients do this. And this is something that we're going to be doing a lot in our uh, how to be famous TikTok mastermind, which starts on Tuesday. So if you want specific, like one-on-one support with this, that's where I, and, and you're building a, a TikTok following and you want to build this, um, I, to build this, um, this resource, then that's where I would direct you to. Um, but I also, you know, going through my content, going through, um, the low ticket courses that I have, things like that. Um, and I think like with the celebrity energy, like I think, so I like to use, I mean, all celebrities have it <laughs> like, that's, a, that's the thing. Um, pick one. So like, I mean, Taylor Swift, it's a, it's even like, I, well, I was just, I, I already shared that I saw Carrie D and I didn't talk to her. So I felt like that was okay for me to share. Cause I just fangirled over her entirely, but, um, she's someone that it's like, I like before I recognized her, I like saw her and was like, she has an energy about her. Right. So it's this, it, that energy, that's what people if you know how to have it, then that's, it's going to keep people from scrolling past you. And that's when, again, and it's this energy of being able to know and hold space for like to take up space and to be seen for who you authentically are. Okay. Yes. I love that. Jan says, one of the best things you can do is stop watching other people and create more than you consume. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. This is so good. So I just remembered the experience when I was very visible and I was punished by it. Literally. I went to jail when I was 12. Someone accused me of selling drugs because I was in a school play. It was so traumatic. And I just remember that. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So Cammy, like that is really fucking traumatic or, Oh, Camille, sorry. Um, that's really fucking traumatic, but even like that, that's what I would call like a big T drama. Right. But there can even be these like littler things. Like I remember one time, like I, um, this was something. So like when I was in high school, I, um, like I ran for student body president and it ended up in this like whole, so I was raised Mormon. My last name, my maiden name was Norman. So I was known as Whitney Norman, the Mormon, not the most fun growing up in a place where everyone is Baptist and everyone hates Mormons. And I was a queer person. I didn't even understand Mormonism, but it was something I felt like I needed to do all of these things. And so because of that, though, um, this guy ran against me and he his way to run for class president was just to create a smear campaign against me. So he went and he said, Winnie Norman, the Mormon, don't vote for her. She worships Satan. He drew all these like devil horns on my pictures, all these things. The school board got involved um, and they were like, that's bullying. They and they thought it would be helpful to remove him um, as a candidate. So he wasn't able to run, which again, like they probably thought was going to be a helpful thing, but he was really popular. So then all of his friends then turned against me. And then all of a sudden, this is my freshman year. So I was at a brand new school. So then all of a sudden, everyone just like hates me and they decided, well, if we can't vote for him, then we're just going to vote against Whitney. So I lost, he lost. It was like, literally like I was a very, just like, this will be a fun thing for me to do. Like, freshman year, like cute little naive girl got majorly bullied for trying to put myself in a position of visibility. These little things like that, or it even could be like, there was one time that I, so from then on, I was like, I'm not doing student body things. I didn't do, um, film stuff because that's where him and all of his friends were. I didn't do theater because that's where all of him and his friends were. So I didn't pursue the things that I wanted because that's where people who had been bullying me 
were existing. And so I did choir instead. And, um, so, but I, I have, a, I have a very good voice and I ended up making it all the way to Allstate. I was like ranked the second, um, the top two, like literally number two in the state of Texas for top vocalist. Um, but my sister didn't make it and she was older than me. And I, my, I, the message that I got was it's like, like my success took away from her. Right. And, and that it hurt her. And so even though like she was, I'm sure she was happy for me, but she was also, you know, 16, like, how is she supposed like, or she was 18 and I'm 16 or whatever, but it's like, that was painful. An experience where I was shining was painful for my sister. Now, what did that teach me? My success, me being seen is painful right? We all have stories like this. And until you identify them, rewire them and, um, build new neural pathways, like we were talking about, you're never going to feel safe creating an audience. Um, and so that's where like you can be, and this is, it's like, you're posting every day, you're doing all the things you're auditioning, but your body is not going to feel safe taking up that space. If it's, it's the same thing as like, if a kid touches a hot stove, it's going to learn, don't touch the hot stove. Right. And so it's the exact same thing. And what you have to do is to, um, um, learn how to show it, show your brain that it wasn't safe, but it now it is. And that now you can create a, a safe space and really changing the energy to creating, um, to creating from a different energy. Um, do I deal with triggering other people? Um, yes and no. The way that I teach people is usually your most, and I am doing a masterclass next month about, um, how to not get canceled. But for the most part, if you're showing up in a way that's actually authentic and actually aligned, you're actually not going to trigger people. Um, and I know that, and obviously there are outliers. There's going to be times that you mess up, but for the most part, if you're showing the way, when we trigger people, it's usually because we think we're showing up confidently, but we're actually showing up in a way of trying to prove ourselves or trying it's, it's always coming from this belief that like, I'm not good enough, or I don't belong to, I don't deserve to be here. And so then that doesn't feel good. So then we try and prove to ourselves that we do belong, but we actually come across really argumentative and really like feisty. And so when that happens, that triggers people. And then we're in this like state of fight or flight. And we, and like, I help a lot of people that have been canceled and working through that and then getting back on the horse. Cause they're like, okay, I just got canceled, but I don't have a job. This is what I got to do. So how do I fucking do this? And it all comes back to rewiring those things. So, and in this day and age, you can kind of get canceled for anything. <laughs> so, or get, or trigger people doing anything, but it's usually, usually what happens is you accidentally trigger someone and then you get argumentative because you already don't believe that this is a space for you. So when you, again, when you clear all this up and you're showing up from an energy, remember communication is 90% nonverbal. When you show up trusting that people are here, they love you, they want to see you, you're like, you're just not really going to be triggering people as much. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. It's safe to say go to space. Yes. Yes. There will be a recording sent out. Big T's and little T's, 100%. You're also raised more until you're eight. That's so funny. Um, yeah, huge limiting belief system to overcome because they, yeah, they teach women to be small, to be conservative, to barely be seen, barely be heard. And this is something like for me, I'm a spiritual person and that's like one of my gifts. And in Mormonism, you're taught only men are spiritual, right? They, they're the only ones that have a connection to God. So 
whatever it is, right? Like we all have these unique stories that we pick up on um, that teach us that it's not safe to be seen, to, that teach us that it's not safe to own our power. And so the work to build an audience that's obsessed with you, it's to undo all of that and to step into the identity of like, there is a space for me. I'm creating this space. And it's actually, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do is I help people who have been told that there's not space for them to then take up space. And the people who have been taught that there's not a space for them are usually way more empathetic. They've done the work on themselves. They're evolved. They're thinking of other people. And so then I'm like, oh, you got a thumbs up on Zoom. <laughs> then they actually need, I would argue that y'all are the people that need to have a larger platform, right? We've, we're done, we're gone. We're past the days of only wanting like, like straight old white men to have platforms, right? Like thinking about back to like politics or, you know, musicians or, or, um, actors or whatever like we're past that we want something new we want something fresh we want something interesting I want that to be the people who have something to say who have been through some shit who have done the work of healing themselves so that's why I help people create large platforms these stories are so relatable thank you okay yes when we trigger people that's about how they perceive us not what we said or how we said it focus on having a good intention 100 yeah and like i said it's like there's all it is about them and you can't necessarily stop those people but when you're showing up from a place of believing that it's safe and believing that people want to see you most of the time they will right <laughs> like and there's there again there are going to be outliers like i even i sent an email out and I got so much positive feedback where people were like, this was so helpful. Like this was so relatable, blah, blah, blah. And then I had someone who literally sent me this email, fuck off, go to hell. You don't know what you're saying. You need to hire someone to help you with messaging. Cause you don't know what the fuck you're saying. And I just, I literally just immediately started crying. My mom was like, what is happening? She was in town helping me move. Um, like those, th those people are going to, to come out of the woodworks, but, um, yeah. So I'm, I have to hop off in a second. So I can't really go over again, how to rewire your brain, but that is what I do teach in all of my courses. So, um, and again, if you do want support in this, I would invite you to join it. And specifically, if you want to build on TikTok, that's what we're going to be doing for six weeks is doing a deep dive on that. Okay. Um, how can I get this recording? So I'm going to be posting it both on my podcast and then also on, uh, I'll send it out to my email list. Um, yeah. And in, in May last year, when I started a new account, I self-sabotaged. It's so good. Okay. So I think that there are two, um, many comments. I know y'all are kind of just like chatting with each other, which I freaking love. This is so good. Um, yeah. You want to launch your music career. Yeah. So a hundred percent, these are the kinds of things. So like, again, just a reminder is that like, if you want to be like TikTok is I do think that musicians kind of get confused about TikTok often, um, but what we want to, it's not, again, TikTok is a place to bring all of you. It's not just a place to be like, sell, 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 gain a following. Anytime you're just showing up, trying to get something like even that is going to show up in an energy that if you're, it's like when you go to like a, it's like that idea, like a used car salesman, like that is not the energy that people want to be consuming music from. Right. And so it's really about holding the space and knowing that people is stepping into that future identity where you already have a large following and then share, excuse me, sharing from that place is going to change everything for you. And again, if this is something you want help with, I would love to help you. We got two spots left in the TikTok mastermind, which starts on Tuesday. Okay. Um, should I start with your mini courses before I go full on the six month celebrity energy course? Um, 
it depends on how fast you want to move and how quickly you want results and how, what your budget's like, right? Like, of course the mini courses are more affordable. Um, I designed them that way on purpose, but because I want to be able to help more people. But I think if you, again, if you are like, I have had so many clients say like, when you bet on yourself and you go all in and you say, I'm doing this program, I'm doing, so for those of y'all that don't know, I have a six month course and then I have this six month or six, I'm sorry, six month course, which is celebrity energy. It's like, especially for artists, creators, influencers, like really being able to know exactly how to step into celebrity energy. And then this is my first round of doing a six week TikTok mastermind. So, and that specifically is like, if you want a TikTok following. So both of those, you're going to get a lot of support. You're going to get a lot of feedback. You're going to get a lot of attention. And if you're trying to decide between one of those, you can text me. My number is in my bio, but then also, um, something that I just want to offer. If you're trying to decide between that and like a mini course, I want you to ask yourself, like, kind of just like, where are you at in terms of like how serious you are with it? And I know that that's like, obviously not an option for everyone. Um, which is why I have the courses, but if you're someone that you're like, no, I'm not fucking around. Like I'm, I'm actually going to do this then making that investment is going to be really transformative for you. Committing yourself to be in a different place. Like if you knew that you were going to be in a different place six months ago or six months from now or six weeks from now, then like if that speaks to you, if you know that this is something that you're meant to be doing, like there's so much transformation that's going to come when you tell the universe, I'm fucking ready and I'm making an investment in myself and I'm doing this. So that's what I want to, um, I guess, just leave y'all with because I am over on time now, but Thank you everyone for, um, for joining, make sure, um, yeah, if you wanted to catch the replay, it'll be on my, um, yeah. So Jasmine, why don't you head to my, um, head to my bios, shoot me a text. We can, we can talk about that a little bit. She just said, I'm not sure that my techniques are going to work for me because I've tried so many things. I do talk about this a lot is that usually there's a couple of reasons that other things haven't worked for you. One is that they weren't made for artists and creatives. So a lot of even like manifesting things, they breeze past two most, two of the most important things. One of them is that, um, bye. Thanks y'all who, who are still sticking around. But the things that I just want to offer is that with, um, if you are, the reason the other manifesting things don't work, one is that they're not made for creatives and they're not made for highly emotional people, which you probably are if you're on this. So they don't address the emotional piece. Um, and they don't really like, um, most people have lower levels of creativity and lower levels of emotion. And so general manifesting things will work for them where they're not going to work for you. Um, and then also, and like, because all of my work, like I've been working with artists, creators, and influencers, like full-time since 2019, but even before that. So like my process is really dialed in for you specifically. Um, but then also a big part of it is remember this work is about a new identity. So you have to become the person. And this is what we do in literally module zero about is about becoming the person who gets results because that's what you have to do. You have to be able to embody this identity that we've talked about, that we are talking about. That's what you have to do in order to um, become the person who creates results in your life. So if you can learn, like, I want you to think about the other courses you've done before that haven't worked for you. They probably work for other people, right? So that means it's not necessarily the course. It means that it's the person doing it, right? If it, And so what we need to do is have you become the person who does get results. So um, what we want to, and that's exactly what we're doing in this work, right? Is embodying that new identity. So um, that's why I do offer for my six month program, I do have a goal hitting guarantee, which means we're going to pick a goal together. And then that goal, I guarantee that you're going to hit that. 
in the six months together, or we'll continue working with you in perpetuity until you do. So that's why I'm able to offer that guarantee is because you become the person who gets results. And then you also step into celebrity energy opportunities are just like a bus where it's like, if you miss one, there's always going to be another one coming. And so once you learn how to tap into celebrity energy and how to use your creativity, use your emotions, like you're going to start hitting goals a lot faster. So, um, that's what I would just like share with you, but I know that it's like super common. A lot of people are feeling like really discouraged. I've been burnt before by other coaches on their program. So I totally get it. Um, and there's a lot of coaches that, that say that they are, um, you know, legit that aren't necessarily. So, but that's why I do offer a goal hitting guarantee. So the courses and prices are in my bio. You can just, if you go to the work with me, you're welcome. Okay. Um, my email is in the spam. It says the link steals your personal info. I know I'm working on that, Dina. I like, um, or Dinah, you have a dinosaur there. So I'm like, is that how you pronounce it? That's cute if so. But, um, yeah, we're working on that. You basically though, the way to fix that is right now, you can either add me to your contacts or if you go to your, um, what's it called? If you go to your, um, desktop and then you move it and say, and you have to say like market as safe, then you'll be able to like click on all of the links and things like that. So, uh, still working on that for sure. I know it's like a big issue and not something that I obviously hope is happening, but anyway, thank you all the dino. It's so cute. Um, all right, y'all. Thank you for joining and, um, make sure to catch the replay. If you, if you join this, uh, link and I'll talk to you soon. I hope to see some of a couple of y'all in the TikTok mastermind. Have a good one.